The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The terrific Football Tuesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. We'll get to all our bets for tonight coming up in the Power Hour, the final hour of the show. We're very excited to give you those bets. NHL, NBA, and College Hoops. That's coming up next hour on the show. We'll also give you golf bets for the weekend from our friend Ryan Noonan from 4 for 4 and BetSperts. But otherwise, we are wearing the eight buckets, bucket hats right now because we are talking win totals in the NFL offseason. The scouting combine going on right now in Indianapolis, and we closed... The last hour, Ken, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, set the stage that I think they're very likely to lose at least one of Chris Jones, Chris Jones, and Legereus Sneed, maybe both. We'll see about Drew Tranquil. We'll see about Willie Gay. And this happens a lot, right? Like you make the Super Bowl, win or lose, and you're going to lose some players. It's just kind of how it goes, especially when you're paying the quarterback like the Chiefs are. He's actually underpaid, which is crazy, Patrick Mahomes says, right? So you set the stage, Ken. Um, I did with the players, and then you set the stage with the schedule. Talking about Chiefs, AFC North will be the cross-match for the AFC West this year and the NFC South, and all the AFC teams will play eight home games and nine road games, except for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who always uh, host a game or two um, in London. So now let's let's try and guess what we think this win total is going to be, Ken, for the reigning defending Super Bowl champs. I think... Uh... You know, especially for the Chiefs with the two defensive players, I almost want to be like, how low? Like, let's say they keep neither somehow. They go into next year and Sneed's not on the roster and Chris Jones isn't on the roster. Like, what is the lowest number? And this isn't like what I would make it. I'm trying to guess what the opener is going to be or like what it is after a couple weeks or something like that. Um, I think like the rock bottom number for them is still 11. And I think it's either more than that or it's not. So I put 11 and a half as my best guess for what they will open in the market, basically like a slight improvement over performance last year with the idea that they will improve slightly roster wise, especially on offense in terms of how they will perform. I mean, I would project them to be a better offense next year and a slightly worse defense. If you think they're like seventh and eighth, I'd project like third and 12th or something, you know, like something more reasonable for them next year. Um, so with that in mind, like the way the team's typically rated, I think something like 11, 11 and a half, I'll go 11 and a half because I think He'll, he'll probably draw over money on them regardless. 
I, it's really tough to disagree with that. And like last year, won 11 games and obviously go on to win the Super Bowl. You had the end of the Buffalo game with like the Darius Tony offsides on like the ridiculous, you know, the Kelsey lateral to Tony when he scores the touchdown that gets called back. The MVS drop against the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, this could have very easily been a 13 and 4 team. And they probably, I mean, that's kind of like what they were, right? Because then they beat Miami, beat the Bills in Buffalo, beat the Ravens in Baltimore beat the Niners in the Super Bowl and route to back-to-back Super Bowl championships. They're third in this dynastic era for the Kansas City Chiefs. Ken, really tough to disagree with your assessment here of 11 and a half. And look, even if they lose Jones and Snead, it's it's really tough ever betting against them. Remember, I've said this a couple times recently. They literally, they traded Tyree Kill. They traded Tyree Kill and then proceeded to win back-to-back Super Bowls. There it is. What yeah. else is there to say? Like next year we'll be like, man, they didn't keep Legarius Sneed. And they won the Super Bowl again. <laughs> and they, like and we'll they won the Super again. Bowl again. I feel like we'll just do that again. Mahomes. Yeah. If we're, I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask this question every time. So wait, is, so your prediction's 11 and a half also? For, we're both the same? I think the rock bottom, I, I guess the one thing I was going to ask how we're wrong. Push back on. That's what I was going to, that's what's going to be my question. Are we wrong a half win more or less? Or more I that. think if they if they lose Jones and Sneed, I think there's it would never be ten and a half. It has to, like eleven. Well, it could lowest. be. I mean, it can be ten and a half. You, if it was ten and a half, would you really like to bet the over on them with no Jones and no Sneed in the regular season? Yeah, yeah, I have Mahomes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like eleven and six, and I win. Like, they yeah. lose six times, and like I still win. The winningest yes. quarterback ever. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, and Andy Reid's negotiating a contract extension. He'll be back. Right. And Kelsey's not going to retire, at least right now. So, I would feel pretty good. Yeah, I would know. No. I wouldn't okay. feel good. Do you think, I, I'd feel effing amazing. What would, what would your amazing. answer be, though? If we're, if we're wrong, are we wrong 11, or are we wrong 12? 11. I agree which is crazy because it's Mahomes and they just won the Super Bowl. But I agree with you. Anything else on Kansas City? No, I thought that was pretty thorough, actually, for February 27th. I thought that was pretty good. (laughs) It was, right? All right. So we started with Kansas City. Now we'll go to the AFC East and we'll work our way down from there. We'll go through AFC uh, East, North, South, and West, and we'll see how many teams we get through today. We'll obviously got nothing but time. Coming up here, here in the NFL offseason. Let's go to the uh to the Buffalo Bills, Ken. Yet another like 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 playoff failure for Buffalo. Uh miserable like gut punch loss for the Buffalo Bills, losing to the Chiefs in the manner that they did. Now Sean McDermott, their head coach in the news recently, because he's saying, you know, like I, we are going it's not a matter of if, but when we win a Super Bowl in Buffalo. Now whether or not that's true is a is another question. But I mean, I guess if you're a Bills fan, that's what you want your coach to say. Like we are going to win the Super Bowl, even if I think Ken and I have a lot of skepticism that that's going to be the case. So Josh Allen obviously returns for the Bills, and he's one of the best quarterbacks um, in, in the league. Uh, Joe Brady will be the offensive coordinator. Um, he was the uh, the interim OC when they fired Ken Dorsey after the Monday night loss to the Denver Broncos. So Joe Brady will be the offensive coordinator. Bobby Babich, son of Bob Babich, is the new defensive coordinator. We don't know who will be calling plays on defense yet. Sean McDermott might delegate it to Bobby Babich. If not, Bobby Babich. If not, right. McDermott will call the defensive plays himself. <laughs> That'll be like Adam Sandler's next son character. Of a Babich. Yeah, right. Bobby so, Babich. Yeah. Um, 
the big offseason story for Buffalo, they are $50 million over the cap. And we'll see because the NFL is so flush with money that the salary cap got raised a lot. Um, maybe Buffalo will be able to like dig themselves out of this hole that they're in. They're going to have to, obviously. They'll find they'll finagle it. They'll find a way to do it. But I think the roster might look a little different next year where they might have to let go of some like high-priced veterans. Like Leonard Floyd's name has been mentioned here. Gabe Davis is a free agent. Can Buffalo afford to pay Gabe Davis $13 million a year? Um, And this was a question, Ken, that I had about Buffalo coming into the last couple seasons, which is, outside of Stephon Diggs, do you feel good about Josh Allen's weaponry? So let's say Gabe Davis is not with Buffalo next year, and they would obviously like draft someone or try to sign someone in free agency. Now it's Diggs, and it's Dalton Kincaid, last year's first-round pick, like tight end slot receiver hybrid James Cook. It's possible that Buffalo's roster is not going to be as good next year as it was this past year, given the salary cap issues that they have. So I wanted to provide that as a backdrop. They could still be awesome, right? They still have Josh Allen. They're still going to be like a really good team, we think. Um, but maybe not as good roster-wise, Ken, as they've been the last couple of years. What do you think about Buffalo? Yeah, it's uh, they're really, really interesting. We did, obviously, throughout the playoffs, I, I mentioned that historical trend on the coaches and quarterbacks that stay together for a while. Like, once you get – there's an expiration date, it seems like, on this stuff. And Buffalo, like, they're not even – like they're not you look at the milk and you're like ah uh, like I'm still going to drink this even though it's a co- like you look at the milk and it's like not liquid anymore and you like can't even pour it out of the container like that seems like what this is with this pairing um that being said there's nothing that says they still it's they have a quarterback that could win MVP next year and if that's true uh then there's nothing preventing them from winning a lot of regular season games not no matter who else is on the team, but like that obviously gives you a big advantage. Uh, the schedule, we did the Chiefs schedule already. Buffalo, you know, obviously you know, won the division. Uh, they like play a really, really difficult schedule too, as you'd imagine. And the, the way I like to think about schedules, especially the last couple of years, is like when you do divisions, like all the teams in the AFC East, do you want to bet a team to win the AFC East? Uh, what are the games that are unique to Buffalo that the other teams in the division don't have to play? Because the other the other AFC East teams, they're going to play the same cross-match division, Sometimes their bonus game might be like a similar talented team, but this is where Buffalo is at a tremendous disadvantage. So the divisions they play, AFC South is who the AFC draws in the NFC West. Again, we're going to read these pairings. There isn't like a bad one in the bunch. Like there isn't a really easy pairing and a really difficult pairing because the easiest and the most difficult uh, division got paired together for teams like the Chiefs. They play the easiest division, NFC South, and the most difficult division, AFC North, together. So it evens itself out, basically, uh, in terms of the, there's no, like, the NFC South last year had, like, just the easiest cakewalk, both Souths. That's how, like, the, how do you think the Texans won so many games? And all those teams. How do you think the Colts won so many games? Anyway, Buffalo plays AFC South, NFC West. All that means is they play the Niners, which is fun because it's just a really good game. Uh, there are three extra games that they have that in this nobody else has this trio. They play the Ravens and the Chiefs as part of playing a first place schedule. So they'll play the Ravens, Chiefs, and Niners next year, which is just awesome if you like football because those are three really fun games. Their seventeenth game bonus game is the Lions, which is oh, really, man. really, really this tough. This team too. gets boned yeah. every year. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so just I, again. They can win a lot of games. They have Josh Allen. They can be some fun ass games, man. These are going to be some really, play some really, really compelling stuff. Uh, last year they won eleven. Obviously, like people weren't sure if they were going to make the playoffs for a while. They go on a run in the later part of the season. Uh, they blow out Dallas, Miami in the last week. Uh, end up like you know 
putting together a formidable record, 11 and six. Their Pythagorean expectation was that they were a 12 win team. So they played like a really good team down the stretch. Part of that uh, difference is that they probably blew out a few more teams than some other teams did, or than an 11 win team would normally win. So, you know, they're kind of comfortably in that range against this schedule. Um, you know, I, I think you're talking about a high number and it's going to be an interesting under conversation, I think for them next year yeah. against a schedule like this, you know, my, my gut kind of says that they probably run back like, it's 10 and a half or 11, and I don't know which one it is. Uh, I th- mm. Maybe, I mean, of the roster moves will end up telling this, the tale here, probably. I'll start with like 10 and a half juiced over, and then like, let's see how good the roster actually ends up being. Um, You better, you better hear Nick and Ken. Eight buckets, win totals, uh, trying to project them here for the AFC. I... I think I, I, yeah, I think I agree with you. That might just be is it less? Way. Like it is. I don't know if it's ever less because okay, like Gabe Davis and like I'll oh, just like Leonard Floyd, like they're not there. Oh, Josh Allen's right. still there, and it's not. It's not the same as Kansas City. It's not even close to the same as the Chiefs. But if the bet is okay, Buffalo loses six games and I still win my bet. Like it does sound kind of appealing. The other thing that I think we should talk about here, with this division especially, I do think the Dolphins are more likely than not to take a step back this season. Like Not be, not that they can't win the Super Bowl, but maybe not be as good in the regular season as they were. The Jets are going to be better if Rodgers is healthy, obviously, duh. And the Patriots can't be worse. Like They can't be worse than they were last They'll year. They'll probably just be the same. I think it's going to be stiffer right. competition. Well, the two Jets games... You just you just you change the win probability in those two games dramatically. Um, but to be fair, like all the other teams on Buffalo schedule will get better, or worse, and kind of the same way. So you just try to figure this out. But yeah, like playing in their division is tougher than playing in some other ones. Uh, they draw like Baltimore, Kansas City in the first place cross matches is impossible. Drawing Detroit as the seventeenth is really really difficult. Kansas City draws San Francisco as the seventeenth. You know, so it, it's just that's what that's what keeps these obviously from being 13, 13 and a half, whatever, is that like when you when you come in first, you play a, a more difficult schedule. I think it's. Yeah, like I so I predict like my prediction for what it'll open at is 10 and a half. If you if we're wrong, what half are we wrong? Are we we're, we're 11 has to be there. We're not gonna be wrong. 10, right? We're gonna be wrong. 10. Correct. Correct. Oh, man. What? uh What's your best guess about like what the roster looks like? Because you brought up the questions, but I feel like we didn't like answer them necessarily. Like, what's I, your best guess I, about how this looks? I I think like you need to trust that Brandon Bean has like a great draft, and I don't know that he's that he's done anything to show you that like this is going to be like a like a draft the Rams had last year, where it's like here's like Puka and like Kobe Turner and Young. It's like all these guys that can come and contribute right. immediately. I, I don't know if I have confidence or like what Brad Holmes has done with the Lions. He's had a lot more top picks, obviously. I just don't know if I'm confident that I trust like this general manager to kind of restock the cupboard here. I think the roster is like likely to be a little worse. And again, so for the Bills fans out there, people that like Buffalo, it doesn't mean they can't still go with like 13 and 4. Like you still have Josh Allen. They could still be awesome. They could win the Super Bowl. They could break through. Like, but be honest, right? They're up against it here financially. It's probably likely that the that the roster is not going to be as good next year. Yeah, I think uh, it's funny because, like that being said, I think if we're wrong, we're wrong, and it's eleven just because of Agreed. like track record and the and the and the record last year, like Pythagorean expectation of twelve, and the roster won't be marked like way worse. Um, maybe the answer is eleven. Maybe that just shows like a little bias where I'm just kind of thinking like they're just going to have like a monster regular season, like it's a long season. Uh, 
you know, a team that's really likely to make the playoffs, but you know, are they, you know, if there was a market for win the most regular season games, I'd need a really, really long price to play them over. So some other, but honestly, all the NFC teams that we'll talk about, cause they'll all play an easier schedule. Um, yeah. Just again, think about it for Buffalo eight with that home field advantage too. eight home, nine road. You draw Baltimore, Kansas city, you draw Detroit. Nobody else draws that trio. Like it just, like you can be really good and that's still 10 or 11. Maybe it opens 11 juiced under, but yeah, I think between those two numbers. I kind of want to, I know you don't, you don't really think of things like to think of things like this. If I told you that Buffalo was going to do what they did after Joe Brady took over as the OC, run the ball a lot more, try to minimize Josh Allen's turnovers, does that make you think they'll win more or less regular season games if Allen's not going like full swashbuckler? It's a little interesting to think about. A lot. Yeah, a lot of games, but we're saying a lot of games. On the other side, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, AFC East, eight buckets. Five to a... Puts it up, high and intercepted. It's Mike Edwards in the back, coming up with the pick. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico with the call. Hey, remember the Peacock exclusive game? The world didn't end, everybody. Barely. <laughs> like the earth I, I remember it being very jittery. Axis. I remember it buffering a lot. Uh, mine was mine was perfect. I had no issues with it. There were a lot of issues for a lot of people on it. Well, that was that was unique to you then. So that was like a God big deal. bless. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Uh, and in that game, the Ken. Then also, I wish I'd wish I could forget that game because I bet Miami and Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City covered the spread as you might expect. Um, so the Miami Dolphins looked like they were going to win the AFC East all season, and then Buffalo tracked them down at the end, beat them in Week 18 to win the division. Miami, a wildcard team, would lose on the road in Kansas City as the Chiefs went on to win another Super Bowl championship. So this offseason for the Miami Dolphins, as we talk win totals here, projecting them for the teams in the AFC, uh, the big story here, Ken, is what are they going to do with Tua Tungavailoa's contract? Is he going to get a long-term extension? Tua has said that he thinks he's going to. Dolphins GM Chris Greer has said that they are certainly open to the conversation. Mike McDaniel, speaking at the scouting combine earlier today, the Dolphins said coach, for the first time since they lost to Kansas City and and the exit interviews or exit press conferences that week, kind of expressing um, a lot of confidence in Tua Tungavailoa. And maybe Tua does get that long-term extension that ties him to the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, if he doesn't get that long-term extension, he'll be a lame duck this year, and that will be um, you know a cloud hanging over the team. Maybe it helps, maybe it hurts, maybe it means nothing, but just something for people to keep an eye out for, just be aware of that this Tua conversation is going to like kick into overdrive the longer it goes with Tua not getting um, a long-term contract. Xavier Howard is going to be released by Miami. Christian Wilkins, their defensive lineman, one of their best defensive players, got to enter free agency. The thought is the Dolphins are going to find some way to keep him, but just throwing that out there, not a guarantee that he's back. And Vic Fangio, uh, replaced his defensive coordinator. He leaves Miami to go to Philadelphia. Anthony Weaver is the new defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Jalen Ramsey tweeted after it was announced that Xavier Howard was going to be released, basically indirectly slammed Vic Fangio for the way he called the defense. And I kind of don't know what to expect from the Dolphins' defense this year. A couple key players coming off like significant injuries, pass rushers. Andrew Van Ginkle's going to enter free agency. So kind of a lot going on here, Ken, for the Miami Dolphins as we enter this season. A playoff team last year. What are your expectations for them as we enter this season in the win total market? I You uh, you alluded to it already that you were kind of not down on them, but like, oh, they could, they could take a step back. I think that's what you said when we did the Bills analysis. I'm not sure... 
I agree with that. It's only February. Um, I, I think they could potentially still be a really, really interesting team. So some of their raw numbers, uh, won 11 games last year. They had a Pythagorean expectation. They played like a 10.8 win team. Like uh, So not a huge difference there, obviously, uh, numbers-wise. And this is where I think the crux of what's interesting. Uh, DVOA, second on offense. That's not surprising. McDaniel, Tyreek Hill, Waddle, uh, Tua, this offense. And with Vic Fangio and a lot of injuries, like that was the story of the playoff game is that no one was healthy, but Vic Fangio coordinating and a lot of talent, uh, 19th in DVOA on defense last year, 19th. And I do think that's pretty interesting. And I'll do the schedule in a second, but I think like I always view teams to win the Super Bowl um, through like a couple different prisms, but we've done one like publicly on the air on, on the show in regards to DVOA, right? Where just a good way to think about it is like, all right, if a team is really elite, like very one of the best in the league on one side of the ball, what can they do in the off season to fix the other side? And frequently, if you can target that team and you think they've done that, you think they did fix the opposite side, um, then maybe they could win the Super Bowl. So, you know, Tampa, you know, needed to fix their offense a few years ago. And th- what did they do? They got Tom Brady. It's a pretty good way to fix your offense. Uh, the Rams wanted to upgrade their offense and they got Matthew Stafford. And it's not, it doesn't always have to be a quarterback. Uh, it could be a team with an offense. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Eagles, but it was very clear that their defense what was what was struggling in the equation. They had the first ranked offense a couple of years ago. So they tried to fix the defense and they balanced that a little bit. Just like they're always, teams are always, look, they, teams want to win. They know what they're bad at. They're going to try to fix the opposite side. What what is the Miami defense like? What does this represent a fix? Is what it was is Ramsey accurate in his statement that the Fangio and the players there was just conflict? And it's I mean, you know, Vic Fangio is a big name. They're nineteenth in defense, the bottom half of the league in defense with a big name coordinator and a ton of talent. And you could blame injuries. You could blame a lot of things. Uh, you could blame like maybe the offense puts the defense in bad situations too. Like this is like a college football conversation, but I think that's really interesting. Like, yeah, they lose Fangio. What are they losing? Like they were 19th. Like what they, they can't be 19th again next year with, with some combination of players. I think that part of it's really interesting too. So I'll do the schedule breakdown in a second, but like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's like, if I'm being too biased uh, against Tua and against like the perception of this team, the, the playoff game against Kansas City is rough. Where I go, like, look, if they're second in offense and they're going into this year and they're going to try to fix the opposite side or try to keep it all together at least, um, don't I have to take them seriously as a team that can win the Super Bowl next year? They're one of the top teams in one of the two units. Like, putting aside what I think about Tua, like, am I being biased and I need to actually put that aside? and give Miami strong consideration just statistically to win the Super Bowl next year. There aren't a lot of teams I would say that about. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just, it's subjective, right? Do you think Tua right. Tagovailoa is a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Like, probably right. not, but it's possible, right? No one would like, say they, yes they right go... now. No one would say yes, to be fair. No one would say yes right now. Well, the Dolphins might. Well, Tua would. Pay him, Tua would say yes. A bl- a, His pay him a, pay him a bleep ton of money. Talia, Talia, yeah. Um, Yeah. But to your point, you know, like Waddle will be back, Tyreek Hill will be back, A-Chan will be back, and like, well, obviously you would think that he would have like an expanded role next year. The defense isn't impossible to fix. Get and obviously, like you, you need some some better variants, right, in terms of health for your defensive players. But your two best pass rushers are coming off season-ending injuries, like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Kind of like, what's their recovery like going into the season? 
I, I, I don't know. I don't. I loved the Dolphins, and look, like they they could have an off season that makes me love them again heading into the year. The Dolphins were my preseason pick to win the AFC. Like Dolphins Niners was my Super Bowl matchup. Before. Like I loved Miami last off season going into the year. Not that I think they're going to be bad this year, Ken. Just that I I think I'm unlikely to slot Miami in as like AFC champion next year. Doesn't mean they can't win like 12 regular season games. I just I just I don't think their ceiling is going to be that high as I thought it was last right. year. I and think, maybe that's uh, a me thing. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have thought that last year. I don't know. I think for well, I think it's I mean, I think it's a you thing in terms of like now you're off the bandwagon and I think you might have been onto something, honestly. Um, you know, what what's our best guess for how the offense is going to project this year? Uh top 3 in the league. Like I'd be surprised if they weren't. Honestly, I mean somebody got hurt like really bad if that uh if that didn't happen. Okay, is the defense going to be below league average again? Maybe. Could be a little better. Okay, then, you know, they won 11 games last year. Like, I just, what, what's this going to be? So uh, they're really interesting for them. Also, like, how much of how we feel about them is generated entirely by the playoff game. You could fold in the Week 18 Buffalo game, maybe to those two games together, like the way it ended. And is that fair when a ton of defensive players are either hurt or out for the season? And then you're in an impossible, it's negative 30 with no defense against Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's Tua's fault. Maybe some of it is because he's not Patrick Mahomes, and you want to bet on the winner. You're going to want to bet on Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You're going to bet on the winner and not the not the other guys. Just like how much of it is that? And he didn't play in the playoff game the year before. Skylar Thompson did. So like, what? Oh my God! We got, Here we, we go. Got one playoff game. We got one God. playoff game, what? and it's against Mahomes, and it's you can't feel your fingers. That's fair. I can't feel my fingers when I'm right. outside <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> What what do they say? What's the Tyler will know this. You might know all. What's the catchphrase from um from Good Keenan and Kel or like Good Burger or whatever? Oh, here know. we go again. Something like that. Oh, uh, like yeah. What's at the start of the song? I can hear the ah. Uh, oh, uh, here it goes. Ah, uh, here it goes. This is like this is how I feel right now. Oh, there. That's how I feel right. right now. Am I doing this again with the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Was it like uh, go on everybody go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls it's time for Keenan and Kel? Yeah. I feel like I know the the words. (laughs) I feel like I know the words to so many like television shows, like theme songs, and I don't know that one at all, at all. I got that first part. If you asked me to keep going, I'd be like, I don't. uh, Yeah, I don't. There's something about like you got to watch Keenan because Keenan be scheming, and I'm always like, what? (laughs) Like what? Okay. Like all right. How about this? SNL for a while. Give me, give me a random show from like when we were growing up, and I'll see if I know the words to the theme song. A, a really random show. Uh, no, it doesn't be like super. How random. Ran, how random are you looking for here? Like really random or like Pantheon? Um, I, I don't know. Whatever, whatever you're thinking. So like pan, so we'll random do meaning like it. whatever. So Pantheon's okay. like Saved by the Bell. It's like Pantheon. Yeah, well that I know. Yeah, that we've like okay. done that. On the well, show you want me to go before, more difficult than that? I don't know what you're going for. Yeah, now. a little more. Yeah, more difficult. Uh, salute your shorts. Well, there is a the lifetime of our finest family on the lake of Onawana, set in our old palm trees. Camp Onawana, we hold you in our hearts, and when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. I would have gotten, I, uh, I couldn't, I didn't even remember, like, the intro. The, the the verse and like at the end I would have remembered that like the camp on a water part but like the whole person like we hold like, you what, what, we hold you in our hearts and when we think about you think about it you. makes me want to fart and who who says that lyric somebody says that lyric and then there's like a reaction who says uh, that one? Bobby Butnick right is that is that who says it though is he I'm pretty it? sure I think because okay. he's like like the troublemaker okay 
<laughs> well, who was yeah, like, what was know, the fat camp, kid's camp name Adawana. in that show? There was like a uh, fat kid who had like a, like, yes. Yeah. Like these are things that like you would never get away with. Like, let's have a fat kid on the show and his yeah. nickname is Donkey Lips in two thousand. Every every plotline of every episode, every plotline of every episode about him involves the fact that he's obese. Like every he's, single like, plotline. He's eating. He's depressed yeah. and eating. <laughs> yes, and it's so funny. Let's all laugh at it. Like, I mean, I, just, I, you know, just I mean, it, I mean, it was pretty funny. Here's the nineties, right? folks. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean. To be to be fair, like that can be funny, right? Like we all can't be so yeah. sensitive to admit to say that, yeah. that that can't be funny sometimes. Oh yeah, like and, really and fat person eating, Lips. like that that can yeah. be funny. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's he eating? Uh, eight buckets. Like oh okay, that's a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> donkey lips. Like yeah, what? You know, your standard character, right? <laughs> so. All right, all right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. So, what's the Dolphins' win total going to be? Oh man! Oh, I didn't even do the schedule. Sorry. Um, so I did all this stuff from last year. A one eleven played like an eleven win team. Had some injuries on defense. Uh, the AFC East, as we mentioned, draws AFC South and NFC West. It's like a pretty average draw. Uh, Miami's cross matches for their where they finished in their division are Cleveland and Vegas, which is not okay. as tough as obviously what what we just did with Buffalo and Kansas City, where it's like here's the five best teams in the league, and Miami's like here come the Raiders. All right, that's a little bit better. Uh, Cleveland, obviously, going to be pretty good next year, but not as good as some of the elite teams. And the Mi Miami's extra game is like a banger. Uh, they draw the Packers. Is there, a, is there a 17th game, which is like a really, really fun game next year? Um, so, you know, like ma manageable schedule, I guess, is the right way to put it. I'm going to say for the uh, Bills, we said 10 and a half, right? That we said for the Bills? Like that was our final yep. answer on the Bills? Uh, so I will say 10, 10, juiced, half, right? 10 juiced over for Miami. I'll say 10 juiced over. I... Uh, I is it is it juiced over is it just like yeah, 10 I, 110? Actually, I was thinking about 10 and a half and just having the juice be different for both of them too well i was gonna say because we can't necessarily like my original thought was going to be 10 and a half for miami but i was like if buffalo is yeah. going to be 10 and a half can miami maybe it's 11 and i guess 10 and that, half. honestly like the answer might be yes to that if buffalo's roster isn't going to be as good because i think i know what my jets one is going to be and you want it to match kind of like how you think the division's going to be priced. Like Buffalo, by MGM on the screen right now, as I say that, like Buffalo's going to be the favorite to win the division, at least like at open or like in the first month of the offseason. Like Buffalo will be the favorite, but it won't be by a lot. And MGM, the market on your screen right now, um, or whatever Mike's found that he put on the screen, Bills plus 120, Dolphins 2-1, to one, Jets 275, Patriots 20, which I, I think everybody would at least kind of agree with. It's like, Okay, there's three teams, and they're all kind of close to each other in some order, and then the Patriots are way far back. Like, I, I agree with that. Um, so is it is it like Bills 11, Dolphins 10 and a half? Is that right? I, no. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be a 10 and a half. I agree. And I think if they're 10, I'm, I think I'm going to bet the over if they're 10. I think I'm going to play into, like, you... Fangio, is, Fangio is not, like, as big as everyone thinks. That's what I'm going to play into. And, like, and, like, and you wouldn't bet 10 because you would want to push on 10. Yeah. Not lose oh, on yeah. 10. I want to push on 10. 10 going to happen a lot. Yeah. I, with that I can't offense? disagree with anything you said. Yeah, um, definitely. We'll do, the, uh, we'll do the Jets on the other side. Give me one more, like, random TV show. Oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to remember ones that, like, had the, So we did salute. Uh, hey, dude. 
Remember that song? Remember that show? I'm trying to do a Nickelodeon one. If you could, but... if you could start me off, I think I could probably boom, probably boom, do boom, it. Boom, 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 It's like it's a little wild and a little strange. Do do do. When I'm living home out on the range. <laughs> on the range. Sorry, so yeah. grab, so wait, so it's grab your tails and grab along. Yeah, and come along. and sing and yeah. sing this song. I don't think that's it. I think it's you can't you can't something right if you can't go wrong or something like that. Oh, uh, maybe maybe that's yeah. right. What like the cowboys say? Sing it again now. Sing it again. Yippee ki yi till the break of day. <laughs> and then it ends with some guy going, "Hey, dude." Hey, dude. Yeah, good old Mr. Ernst. Um, Shout out, Mr. Ernst. You know, I had a huge crush on like the future of Mrs. Ben Stiller. What's her name? On the show. No, like her name on the show is Melody. I wish I remember oh, that. Okay. What's her name in I don't real know what life? Christine something? Life. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Christine St- Christine Stiller? Christine Taylor, right? <laughs> yeah. I had a huge no. cry when I was like eight. I was like, she's beautiful. <laughs> she married a move. Married Ben Stiller. Hey, dude. I was right. On the other hey dude. On the other side. Hey dude. Dude is Aaron Rodgers. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network. First and 10, Jet 43. There's the snap. Sets and looks. Look out from the side. He's grabbed, spun, and sat down. Brought down on the play by Leonard Floyd. Oh, he came rocketing through. He sets Rodgers. It's a loss of nine. And they're back to the 33 of New York. And that's three plays in a row where there's been pressure up front. Rodgers is down. Rodgers is down. Rodgers is pointing to his leg and his, he got up on his feet and then fell down on his own accord and is now sitting up with his elbows on his knees. But Floyd got him and twisted Rodgers and the quarterback for the Jets is down. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner with the call. NFL season opening Monday night game on Westwood. One. Uh, true story. Ken and I were at Amalfi in Las Vegas having dinner when that happened, and yeah. we were like, "Could this? Could this Watching actually be?" <laughs> we did the uh, have the nice dinner with the phones showing an NFL game facing each of us, <laughs> and we'd always be like, "Are you ahead? Are you at?" Be like, "What play do you have? Do you have that play?" Be like, "Oh, I, I got this play." Okay, just figuring it out. Vaxed. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that was a good meal too. What was the best part of that meal? The thing that I remember from the meal is the fish that I get, which is the red snapper, like doused in the red pepper sauce was really delicious. I don't remember anything else from the meal. Yeah. Yeah. I remember nothing else from the meal, but I remember it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I think we, uh, yeah, we had like an amount of money that we could spend. And I think, did we get dessert? (laughs) Yes. I think the dessert was really good, whatever we got. I, I, remember what we I got, agree. I think, I, think awesome. I also, I also like think Trace it was really Leche's good. situation. Is that maybe what was going and, on? And and this is the truth. If uh, if the dessert had taken us over the allotted amount of money, I would have paid for it because I ain't leaving <laughs> no nice dinner without having dessert. I've worked too hard. I mean, ran up a pretty good bill. And uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to the person who covered it. You got a very nice note for me the next day. That was great. That was a fun time. And I, Aaron Rodgers said worked... his Achilles that same night. <laughs> I've worked way too hard in my life to not have dessert when I go out for dinner, no matter how much sure. it costs. Way, worked way too hard in my life. Uh, final segment of the day on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour, the power hour of the show. One hour from now, 
We're going to start giving out all our bets for tonight. And there's a lot going on in the world of sports tonight. I can't wait to give out some bets. I feel like they're going to go really well. Duh. Man, I can't wait to go 0-8 tonight. Uh, I think the bets are going to be great. And we'll talk about it coming up 60 minutes from now. But for right now, right now, suck the New York Jets and our projection on their win total for this coming season. Uh, we will obviously do this operating under the presumption that Aaron Rodgers plays the entire year, which might not happen, obviously. Um Robert Sala returns as head coach. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator. Jeff Ulbrich returns as defensive coordinator. And for the Jets, it's going to be what wide receivers can they get to support Garrett Wilson? It looks unlikely. Um, and Tom Telesco, new Raiders GM, saying at the Combine today on Tuesday that Devontae Adams is not going to get traded. I think that had been what Jets fans had wanted, to reunite Adams with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, opposite Garrett Wilson. I told everybody the day that the Raiders made Antonio Pierce the permanent head coach that Adams, was not gonna, Adams wasn't going anywhere. So I think that's very unlikely. But the Jets are going to look to add more weaponry on offense, obviously need a better offensive line to protect Rodgers. Um, and uh, Bryce Huff on defense, who's been like an incredible situational pass rusher, he looms as like their biggest defensive free agent. Guys, just wanted to say that. I think he's a really good player, whether the Jets sign him or he goes elsewhere. So let's talk about the Jets, their schedule, and then we can kind of guess what their win total might be. Yeah, and you look, I with the other teams, I'll give you last year's numbers as like this really good kind of uh, entry point to having a conversation. There isn't a ton about the Jets last year that is probably relevant to the win total that you see on them in the market. Um, they <laughs> they won seven games last year, and they played like a 5.8 win team, uh, mostly because their offense was dead last in the NFL in most things. Dead last. They were dead last in offensive DVOA. They were dead last in a couple other statistics, too. Uh, you know, yards per attempt, nope. Like, everything, everything's bad. So, uh, you know, Rodgers, if you're like, oh, well, you know, winning the Super Bowl is about having a really good one side of the ball and then figuring out how to fix the other side. Well, the Jets were third in DVOA on defense, and a lot of that will come back, and the coach will come back, and the coordinator will come back. And, uh, well, how do they fix the offense? Well, he could not tear his Achilles like five seconds into the season would be probably a good way to uh, to fix the offense. So, look, we've never uh, – there's never been a team that's been dead last in DVOA or dead last or close to dead last in a bunch of these offensive metrics. There's never been a team that's done that and then won the Super Bowl the next year. But as much of a fan of history as I am, we can also understand how this is a pretty unique situation where it's like an, a Hall of Fame quarterback who was supposed to be the starter and gets hurt. Right? Like if he played five games, the numbers wouldn't be dead last. They'd be like 27th or like 23rd or whatever. It's just literally it happened in the first game on like the first series. So it's a, a unique situation. And so you're mindful of history. You also kind of understand some of the ways in which the situation might be just a little bit different. I'm not saying the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl, just that, you know, I think they deserve like a tiny amount of attention just as a team that had one of the best defenses and is essentially fixing their offense like the way they tried to do it last year by getting Aaron Rodgers. Um, Schedule-wise, same thing with the other AFC's teams. AFC South, NFC West. Uh, the Jets, uh, like where they finished in their division, their cross matches are the Broncos and the Steelers, which depending on who Pittsburgh's quarterback is, is like not a bad draw versus what the other two and teams we've done so Denver's far. Denver's quarterback yeah. too. Right, exactly. So like two teams where, yeah, those can be tough games, but you're not as locked into, man, these are going to like Buffalo draws Baltimore and Kansas City. Miami draws Cleveland and Vegas and Vegas. Like, I think we have some questions about the Jets draw Pittsburgh and Denver and the, and here's three teams that what do the, all these three teams have in common. We talked about a lot of them today. The Jets, uh, I keep saying their bonus opponent, their 17th game, uh, the game that's like unique to them and the team they're playing in the opposite conference. They draw the Vikings 
which is really funny because it's another team where it's like, who's their quarterback going to be next year? Is it Cousins or is it somebody else? So again, the trio of games unique to the Jets schedule and no one else's, Steelers, Broncos, Vikings, at a minimum, you would call it manageable. We don't know how good those teams are going to be, but we know they're probably not three of the best teams in the league. So I, I think that's interesting from a schedule standpoint. I think it definitely is. You better you bet with Nick and Ken talking the New York Jets projected win total for next season. So defense is really good. I, I think Salah stinks, but the defense is good. He's a good defensive coach, and now you have Rodgers back. And it's not Zach Wilson, and it's not Tim Boyle, and it's not Trevor Simeon. So assuming it's Rodgers for the whole season, I, I think the Jets need to be just like a little lower, right, than the other teams. So if we project Buffalo around 11 or whatever, 10.5, and Miami 10.5 juiced over, then do the Jets need to be like 10 juiced under if Miami's 10 juiced over? Or Because I think if it's 9.5, I think I'm I'm betting over on the Jets. And I guess the quite, quite like the inner monologue is, do you trust Rodgers to stay healthy? But if you do, I don't know, man. I, I don't see how they're not winning at least 10 games. What do, what do you think about the Jets? Yeah, the number I wrote down was nine and a half juiced over as like my first thought for them. And uh, but like, let's play it out. OK, the defense was third in DVOA last year. Where do you think about range wise they'll finish this year? I, I think they would be at a minimum a top 10 unit again and, and maybe a top five unit like they were this past year. I think they have a chance to be Agreed. like that uh, based on what's coming back. OK, so if we're like locking in that side of it, uh, the offense was dead last 32nd. Like even it doesn't this is my point, like it doesn't even have to be that good for this to just start getting pretty, pretty high up. Like if they're 15th, they're basically the inverse of the Miami Dolphins who won 11 games. Like that's like, that's, that's what they are at that point. Um, so I, I think like nine and a half over only because like, we haven't seen it yet. Like there can, and there isn't a lot like the same hype that there was last year. Cause they were so bad, which is unfair, but like, that's what it is. Nine and a half over or 10. It's like one of those two numbers, I think. Maybe like these three teams. So you think about the AFC East teams. Buffalo will have like the highest number, even if it's just juice on 10 and a half. Miami will have the second highest. The Jets will have the third highest, but they'll all be extremely close. What does that mean? Is it 10 and a half? Is it like 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10? 11, 10 and a half, 10 with the Bills being 11? Like 10 and a half, 10, 9 and a half? I think we nailed it. Honestly, like you've asked me this question a couple times. Like, if we're, I, I, I think we're right. We're right. Well, wait. So, in the Jets, we're right that it's nine and a half over or it's 10? No, I think it's, I think it's 10 and a half, 10, nine and a half juiced over. I, like the way that we've, I think that, that we're correct. And if so, if we're it's nine wrong, and a half juiced over, I think it's yeah. 10. I think if we're wrong, it's 10. And the Bills are 10 and a half, and the Dolphins are like 10 over, and the Jets are 10 even juice each way, like same juice each way. Or like nine that. and a half over. Yeah, correct. But if it's nine and a half over, you you said you like the over. You would think about betting the over on nine and a half? Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, honestly, part of what's going to decide this, part of it will just be, do we change our minds? Subjective stuff. But part of it will be objective. Who are the starting quarterbacks for the three games that they share with no one? Who's the Steelers starting quarterback? Who's the Broncos starting quarterback? Who's the Vikings starting quarterback? If it's the, if it's the glass half full for the Jets, it's like Kenny Pickett, Jarrett Stidham, and Jaron Hall. And if it's like the and if it's like I don't know, that's not and glass half uh, full, by the way. That's cup that's, runneth over. That's, that's glass overflow, a teaming. Yes, <laughs> with, with, yes. That's just there's too much. That's actually too much at this point. Um, and the worst case scenario would be something like I don't know, like Russell Wilson or Fields. 
I mean, like, what's the Denver best case scenario? Stidham. Well, I was going to say, how, like how about even like, yeah. how about even like, I would say like most likely scenario for okay. me, Russell Wilson, let's say Michael Penix, Kirk Cousins. Nine and a half over. Yeah. And, uh, and they would win 10 games if Rodgers plays the whole season. Offensive line. Are they going to fix the offensive line? That's like whatever. That's what the Jets fans well, are talking about right all would, the time. One would. One would hope. Because, you know, it was really terrible. <laughs> really, really. Te- Who's the. Uh, what, I saw somebody send me a story a while ago, and I had meant to do it that day, and we didn't. The left tackle for the Chiefs. That's the guy that said he wanted to play for the Jets, and like everybody got like uh, energized about that. The left tackle. Who's the left tackle for the Chiefs? Is it Juwan Taylor or Donovan, Donovan Smith? Donovan Smith. Donovan, Donovan Smith, Smith, the former Buck. Yeah, well, and he's like, I think he's from New Jersey or something. So he's like, I, and he literally said, like, I want to go play for the Jets or something. So all I the mean, Jets fans got I really mean, excited. Yeah. He and, and the funny thing about that is, like, he he he's not Walter Jones, right? Well, that's like, what that's what the counter to that. Like, do people know that he's like not that good? Or, like, but, that's not. I mean, given like what, what they're putting, he's an upgrade, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not great, but he's an upgrade. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. The Jets and the Dolphins to me are, I don't think they're the same, but they are kind of like, they're uh, feisty. Give them a puncher's chance for like championship game. I don't think they beat Mahomes in a championship game, but maybe somebody else can beat Mahomes. Maybe Burrow beats them and then they could beat Burrow, whatever, and they could go and then they could win the Super Bowl in that situation because they're not playing Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like they're, they both kind of occupy that space for me. They're like I, I, you have questions and it's okay to have questions, but like, I, I think they're more likely to win it than, uh, than a lot of the teams we're going to talk about. Maybe we'll do Cincinnati on the show tomorrow. Our friend Eric Eager has been tweeting a lot that he thinks, like, Burrow's not, like, in Mahomes' class and, like, got lucky a couple years ago in the AFC title game. Well, next time we have Eric on the show, we'll talk about that. Uh, We're done for the day on Stadium. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the Power Hour. More eight buckets. We'll give you golf bets for the weekend and all our bets for tonight. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus